0: Hey, what up, Long Beach? I, I wish I wish we could play the Merv Griffin music. Do you remember that old, old, old talk show, Merv Griffin? And it's like, live from Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> like, like some lounge singer just walked in. I, I am going to Vegas for the Big West Conference Tournament. I am JJ Fiddler. This is what up, Long Beach? And I just want Merv Griffin's voice to say, what up, Long Beach? We are getting ready for the Big West Conference Tournament. Obviously, this podcast is part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post. He's Mike. He's Tyler. We are very excited for this week, guys. The spring is coming, and the basketball is finishing, hopefully on a high note, for the Long Beach State men's and women's team both trying to get to the NCAA tournament. The men are the number one seed Trying to get to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2012, guys. It's been a while.
1: So long ago. So it long. It feels
0: like uh, I
1: am uh, Mike Grotobasio holding one of those long, skinny Merv Griffin microphones. Yeah, you there know? you go. There <laughs> you go. It uh, doubles as a fungo bat if we need it.
2: Uh, <laughs> was that the? Was that it, Mike? Are you? That was the end of your self intro.
0: Yeah, because JJ I, sort of I did dropped it. Might drop long microphone fungo. How are you gonna <laughs> beat that, Tyler?
2: <laughs> I'm I'm Tyler Hendrickson. Uh, that's Hendrickson, not quite Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> Just as Henderson is not quite Las Vegas. Um, but more on that later. Um, I, I, I do not have a long skinny microphone, but I do have carpeted walls in here. So that Sweet. maybe that's, maybe that's a, a good, nice little throwback. Maybe I can I
1: you were just, I thought you were just going to make a joke about being five years younger than us being exactly enough younger than us to not have any Merv Griffin references on hand, <laughs> which, which would have been, it's tough to be in your thirties and have someone else in their thirties call you old, but I feel like Merv Griffin was on the line where you could have gotten that punch in, you know, I think
2: you're no, right. that's not a, yeah, but that's not a, that's not a fight I'm willing to pick up. And I also watched <laughs> You know, I stayed home sick enough uh, when I was in school that I watched a lot of game show network. And so I was, I, you know, I was back in that time period that, I, you know, so you got to do something to, to break up the Maury show and uh, Jerry Springer in the morning. You know what I mean? You got to get some prices right. You got to get some card sharks.
0: Original newlywed game. Ooh, you original know? newlywed. That's a good one. GSN Tw- underrated. We, we $25,000 pyramid. $25,000 $25, pyramid, pyramid. Got me heated, dude. Got my, got my neck stiff. I was my so favorite show ever
1: <laughs> my favorite show ever was the um and i n- i never remember the name of it it was the supermarket sweep i think supermarket sweep i loved i was obsessed with that show when i was like i would like when i was homesick. i would get the press telegram out to look at the tv listings cuz obviously we didn't have any other way to find information out when we i was 10 really years dating old. ourselves today,
2: boys <laughs> <points.
1: laughs> all right okay
0: you're right let's move. It's March Madness. Let's move on. Supermarket sleep. Get to the meat. Go, just go to wherever the meat is. That's the key no, to winning that game. It was
1: the it was Razors, uh, formula. It was you gotta get to the smart anything involving personal grooming that you could just swipe it into the, the thing. That was always
0: the cheapest. Game show network, dude. That's it. That's gonna be me this whole weekend in Vegas. Big money, big money, big money, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. <laughs> Yeah, uh, travel safe out there, buddy, I'm in more ways than one, you know. Well, this is the first time I'm doing it, right? We have been covering the Big West basketball tournament since 2007, and obviously we went through the – You covered uh, it before of- that. Didn't you cover in No Six too? Yeah, the house of horrors that was the uh, Anaheim Convention Center, the ACC, with the most unforgiving rims in the history of basketball. Not even the fruit basket that Naismith <laughs> shot on had More unforgiving rims than the ACC, and there's like, to- yeah. like a triple rim. It's like a triple rim. Then they went to the show so of the freeway to uh to the Honda Center. And actually, Mike, I, I wrote a couple articles about how unaware I was at how bad a basketball tournament could look in a building that big with that few fans. Like it, it was like it was like an echo chamber in there, literally the big west telling the big west that the big west was doing a good job, you know what I mean? And now yeah. they move it to Las Vegas, something we talked about. Something we thought would be a good idea. I have always thought that mid-major basketball tournaments should be played at home sites. It's better for television. It's better for the student body. It's better for the programs. You actually fill your building, which is something that a lot of Big West teams don't do. We can out. And now they're going to Henderson, Nevada, as, as Tyler mentioned. Not exactly Las Vegas. They are not playing at MGM. They're not playing at UNLV. They're playing at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. The it's Dollar the, Loan it's Center. The, it's they're the going to the they're going to the Big West of the Las Vegas. They're, they're, it's the second. Uh, it's the second best basketball arena next to Bishop Gorman, which is just down the street <laughs> in Henderson, Nevada. <laughs>
2: Having been to Bishop Gorman High School, it is quite nice. I'm not. It's incredible. You know, I, we cannot fake the funk about that. No. Nope. It's not cheap to go there and they get what they pay for it's a very incredibly nice facility
1: uh, Bishop Gorman's got a nicer trophy case than uh, than uh, Long Beach State too Tyler and I went we covered wow. a poly we covered a poly football game out there and we went on a little tour they got a weight room that overlooks their stadium with the big like trophy case in front of it. They marched the poly football team through the trophy room to get to the locker room instead of taking the shorter way. So, because the, they could be like, Ooh, it's Bishop Moore.
2: <laughs> yeah. So fun, fun fact about that game. Um, our, our footage from that game um, was on last chance. U.
0: that's true. That was a that's Malik true. Henry
2: touchdown that uh, made it into last chance. U. so. Shout out
0: to, shout out to us. We've had some really random clips end up on national television. I remember my mom texted me one time and she's just like, Hey, are you in this basketball documentary? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking you were. about. <laughs> you, you, you were. I had the same experience, and
1: I don't think you talked. Of, whereas when Tyler and I were on Last Chance, you, I tweeted about it like 700 times. I was just watching this documentary about sportsmanship. I think correct. It was about how crazy. Of course, I was in that one, up. and and it was just I, I'm like watching the game. You know, this dad, the, the dad that was in that game was just a total lunatic. And then it was just like, there goes JJ in the background. I was like, that's JJ. And then you walked by the camera like seven more times. Uh, <laughs> It's like, why are they? They should have gotten they should have made you sign something. Like, how without did they not question. edit
0: it <laughs> without question? It's you Wearing and what at Long Beach stuff and everything, too. It's great, yeah. Name it. I'm not worried about my name and likeness, bro. It's, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Uh, can we talk about some basketball? Long Beach, yes. State men's number one seed. Uh, obviously, like we said, not since 2012 have they made the big dance. This is clearly their best chance to do so since then, um, because the big west is wide open. Like even when they went back as a top seed in 2013 and then lost to Hawaii in the conference championship game, we were all saying Hawaii was the team to beat. I I don't think you can say blank is the team to beat at the men's tournament this year because I don't even think Long Beach State is the team to beat at the men's tournament. They're seven deep and they've lost games to the teams that they will almost guaranteed play in the semifinals. If we're talking about bad bets, I wouldn't be betting on Long Beach State.
1: What are your guys? What are both of your honest expectations for where you think? uh, What do you think happens with Long Beach State this week?
0: I I think that Friday's game, the semifinal game against either UC Santa Barbara or UC Irvine, is the game. I think if Long Beach State men win on Friday, they go to the dance. UC Santa Barbara and UC Irvine are both teams that want to bang you down low inside, and Long Beach State just can't do that in like in in any sustainable way. If they had Joe Hampton, who was out injured with a hand. If they had, you know what I mean? All these other things, if, 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 if. But I just don't see them being able to body up a team like that, um, you know, three nights in a row. So to play that team on Friday, I think is the best way it could have broken for them. And UC Irvine and UC Santa Barbara, the last two teams to beat Long Beach State in the Big West regular season. So it's, that's, it's right there for them. It's right there. I say, I say it's a bad bet only because the odds aren't good. Do you know what I mean? If Long right. Beach State was going in as the three seed and had the exact same schedule set up, I actually might bet on that. They're because, not a comfortable. They're not a comfortable yeah. one seed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, Tyler, Tyler, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think JJ kind of alluded to it. I mean, it's tournament play is different than the you know two games a week conference play. You know, and uh, clearly Long Beach State exceeded expectations. You can go back to the preseason poll. Um, they, they've done a tremendous job from where they started out, but there are some key injuries. And I'm not sure that the depth is there for three games, you know, in such quick succession. Um, So, you know, I I do think it's uh, unfortunate for the beach that they're not kind of at full strength because there was a time in their conference schedule where they were really humming. But they've had to really grind out this, this, you know, at the last part of this of the season. They played a lot of close games. And so every game they played some overtime games recently, you know, even especially winnable games at home. And so I'm not counting them out certainly because they've been super resilient and they won the conference. But it doesn't feel like they're peaking at the right time. Right. So I I do kind of I do kind of have my doubts um, that they can kind of sustain that in this format. So it it is unfortunate, but the good thing is for Long Beach State fans to remember the the season will not end this weekend. Long Beach State is guaranteed to at least play in the nit um and that uh, nothing's precluding them from making a solid run in that given that the games are a little bit more spaced out in that format
0: oh they they are built they are built for the nit tournament tyler it's perfect
2: i look i'm i'm just not calling them the favorites just knowing what i know about how thin and they could be pretty physically worn down and i think
0: you've noticed that jj absolutely 12 of their 15 games in the conference tournament came down to the last minute 12 of 15 This could have been a completely different series or season with a couple different plays going different ways.
1: Yeah, Let me make a case for and a case against. I think J.J. nailed it exactly when he said, look, I think Friday is the championship for them. I think if they win Friday, I feel really good about their chances on Saturday. I just absolutely. Um, And it's nice as a Long Beach State, you know, someone who's around Long Beach State, Irvine and Santa Barbara, those are. Those are the teams that you want to be beating in March in the Big West tournament, right? Like there's, there's some history and and some uh, some oomph behind that those no. series. My case for or my case against would be basically, I think JJ has it nailed. Exactly. The injuries are not just unfortunate. They're unfortunate in the, in the way they affect their matchups, not having Joe Hampton against UC Irvine is that's really brutal. It moves, um, it moves
0: Jordan Roberts to, or to a place where he's not supposed to be. You know what I mean? Correct. They've probably and, been know, playing out of position all season. So, you know, that, that that's really
1: difficult. And I think the biggest thing to me and, um, you know, we were congratulating our guy, Alan Cavness after that, um, after they won the, the regular season championship on Saturday. And Cav, for as long as I've known him, um, I think of it as a running joke. But he'll, he'll always, he always asked me for advice and I always make the joke of telling him like the most obvious thing possible. So he's like, what's Four your advice more than today?
2: the other team? So are, right.
1: He yeah, has like kind of like Magic Johnson stuff. But what he said this he, he he goes so he goes what do you what do you, what do, you, what do, you, what do you, he goes what what do you think you know what what would uh, what's what's your advice for next week? And I told him I was like my advice is to make sure your guys are going to sleep early. Yeah. You know because it's just really JJ made the made the note they're having to grind the games out defensively. And it was pretty obvious that those dudes were really worn down by the end of that game on Saturday. Um, and that's what JJ turned to me. And he was like, can you imagine them playing again tomorrow and playing again the day after that? Like that is fundamentally going to be what it comes down to yeah. because my case for, is the existence of colin slater and joel murray and jordan roberts those are the dudes we've been afraid of every year in the conference tournament that have been on the other teams the dudes where it's like i don't know if we're going to be able to stay in front of him or you know, sometimes we look at those. I remember Fullerton had a couple of guards, and JD and I just looked at him. We're like, I just watching him warm up. I can tell this dude's going to score thirty points on us and make me feel sick to my stomach. Yeah, we've got those guys this year, and that's really exciting. Um, I think obviously, bigs in the Big West and other mid majors can have a really outsized impact because they're at such a premium. But ultimately, the Big West tournament, the teams that feel best are the teams that have the veteran guards that they know could just really go in and screw up someone else's night. Yeah. And I do feel like we're in a better spot than we've been in a decade um, at that position, which is really, really exciting.
0: Yeah, I said they're built perfectly for the NIT. That's, that's not a joke. The NIT, like Tyler said, is wide open. It's built for teams that want to play fast. And Long Beach plays fast, offensively especially. They're one of the top 25 teams in offensive rate. So they're just make, making more buckets and taking more shots than a lot of other teams in the nation. That doesn't really help you if you're trying to conserve energy. You know what I mean? Also, in this conference, you haven't seen teams run away from each other. So it's very rare where you see last five minutes Long Beach State can play their whole bench. We we really haven't seen that this season either. So you're you're kind of behind the ball because you are the way you are. Like you said, we've got the Colin Slaters and the Joel Murrays, though. Shouts to Colin Slater, by the way. Uh, Big West player of the year. No one had that on their Big West basketball bingo card at the beginning of this season. Not one single you, person. So shout out to Slate, man.
1: Huge, huge shout out. And obviously such a great player. We've, we've really enjoyed I mean, some, some of, of my great favorite leaders
0: ever. Yeah. A great some leader. of my
1: favorite interviews ever with the Long Beach state athlete over the last couple of years. Um, what uh, were you surprised that he got it? Or did you feel
0: like that was a, you know, open it, and shut on Saturday? I, I was thinking as they were cutting down the nets, I'm like, okay, it's the Big West coaches decide. Basically, it usually goes to one of the players on the team that wins the regular season title. And Dan Munson's second thing he said in the postgame presser was this is not a team where we're out-talenting people. The connectedness of this squad is why we won 12 of those 15 conference games when they were decided late. The chemistry of this squad is the reason why we're able to sustain ourselves through that winning streak, even when that was when they were most injured, when J-Rob went down and Drew Cobb went down and Hampton went down. Like They were still winning. Why? It's because they really do play for each other. And obviously in college basketball, that means more than than really anything else. So if they don't have the talent, and obviously there's not one guy sticking out who's got a bunch of stats, you know what I mean? So it made sense to me at the time. I was like, if I had to pick a guy, it would be Colin Slater. Because the reason why you're good is because you have a Colin Slater on your team. Like I said, incredible leader, always picking people up. Dan Munson told this great story. Uh, on Thursday in a game where they needed to win against UC Davis, they went one for 18 from three point range in the first half. And as they're walking out of the locker room for the second half, Slater pulls our guy, freshman uh, Jadon Jones aside. And he said, Hey, let's go get 18 more good looks. You know what I mean? And it's that, that level of confidence and that level of stick to itiveness that will make or break a team in a, in a mid-major conference, like the big West. And, and Long Beach state has that. So, individual talent not really what you would think would be you know for a for a number one seat in the tournament but the connectedness and, and giving slate that award is per chef's kiss for this type of team
1: you've seen much more long Beach State basketball than me i would probably have voted for joel murray to be
0: completely that, that, honest that, that's, fair. that's fair no, and, uh, and, and that's fair let,
1: let him in scoring
0: twice as many steals as slate slate obviously you mentioned the leadership stuff but um yeah, no disrespect know. to Joel, no, none at all. Dan Munson continues to give him guff for his defensive efforts. And as always says, the steals are off of other people's work. But Looks I think that's Look him. what
1: conference you're in, bro. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's him trying to motivate him,
0: <laughs> to be honest with you. I think, yeah. I think that's a lot of motivation tactics on, uh, on Munson's part. But yeah, either Slater or Murray would not have surprised me for sure. Because as we saw in games like when they went to UCLA, those dudes can take over. Those dudes yeah. can absolutely take over.
2: That backcourt, definitely the uh, the heart and jewel of that, uh, uh-huh. of that team. Um, I, one point, though, that's interesting is, that, you know, you, you mentioned that kind of veteran backcourt that's going to be so key and that has been kind of the driver of the team, but not a ton of conference tournament experience uh, in their careers, at least point. At, at this level, you know, and, and that's true of, of many teams, right? So um, you would normally think like, oh, yeah, like, a veteran backcourt that probably has been to a number of tournaments that knows kind of how to navigate these waters. And I think all the teams are struggling with the fact that, you know, obviously we missed a conference tournament a couple of years back and then, um, it wasn't the true, uh, you know, tournament feeling when they, when they did bring it back because, you know, it was empty. So, um, really interesting that the, the age doesn't come with the same normal experience that you would normally get. Um, and obviously, you know, um, Murray coming up from D two uh, Slater wasn't uh, like a starter last year yeah. um, w- when, when the beach was in the tournament. But one guy I wanted to shout out. Uh, Cause so people don't forget uh, Jadon Jones yeah. uh, had an unreal big West tournament last time, uh, last time out. So that's a guy who was not scared of the big stage, almost carried the beach yeah. um, through to the championship game and, and has, you know, had clutch plays this year, obviously a terrific defender, um, and 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 a guy that can really be an X factor, and maybe his young legs uh, will be important uh, for a beach team that really needs to try to stay fresh over the entire the course of the entire weekend. So yeah, he really um, he,
0: Long Beach's own, obviously. Let's 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 throw that in there as for well. For sure, for sure, he he really embraced that role last year as the no one sees me coming. I am going to be on the big stage and not shy away from it. One of my favorite moments from last year was when. I think it was the, after the Cal uh, state Northridge game. So he, I think he scored like 28 or something. He just had an incredible game. So they're interviewing him after, and you could just tell, he's like, I want to get back to the locker room. I want to get back to the locker room. You know what I mean? He's doing a good oh, yeah. job the answers, but he's like trying to get excited. So they're like, all right, thanks. Good luck tomorrow. And he's like, thank you. So he turns and he starts running, but he, it, if you go to these tournaments, like every corner looks the same. So he, he made like five cuts on the court trying to find where the locker room was. And he's just got this huge smile on his face and he's running around and stuff. And I was like, that's it. That's the stuff Long Beach State basketball fans have been missing. Those moments where you see kids with those smiles, where they're just like, this is a story I'm going to tell my children. That's what, that's what makes March beautiful, man. Because it is one shining moment and you get it. And once you get there, like, It's up to you. You know what I mean? You have to embrace the stage. And like you said, Tyler, Jadon Jones, a a perfect example of that. I will be very curious to see defensively something that this team has really, you know, backed themselves on. I think they're 12 and 0 when holding teams under 70 points. When do they go to the zone in order to conserve energy? Obviously, perimeter shooting against this Long Beach State team has been an issue since time immemorial, since since Dan Munson took over, it's it's always been an issue. It's the way he he you know puts his defense together. That's fine. But if you're in the zone and you give up those deep shots, you know what I mean? So there's gonna be, there's gonna be these lines in these games where you're gonna have to decide: am I playing for tomorrow? Because if you are, I feel like you put yourself in a better position. I just don't know if they're gonna be in that position to do it to themselves. Who knows? Only one way to find out, guys. Gotta roll the dice. Um, we're going to talk about the women's team a little bit, but first I wanted to
1: just, you know, we, we mentioned sort of the history of where we've covered this tournament. Um, and, you know, it's been in a lot of different places over the years, including uh, at the, at the Long Beach arena, um, which used to be kind of a perfect, you know, midsize event like that. I've actually hosted NCAA regional championships there as well. Um, I'm just curious, like thumbs up or thumbs down before it rolls out. What do you guys think of having it in Vegas or in Henderson specifically Um, Do you think this is a good move? Do you expect it to, it's kind of like, I'm not really sure what the rubric is for grading it. Is it what looks best on TV? What gets the most butts in seats? What's the most enjoyable for students at each school? What's the most enjoyable for the players on the team? What's the most enjoyable for the media? You know, like, I don't know, however you want to grade it, but like thumbs up or thumbs down to this tournament being in Vegas where we've got we're sending JJ out there to cover every game by himself for a week versus if it was at the Honda Center, obviously the three of us would all probably be there on Thursday. And you know what I mean? It would be a lot easier to move around. What do you, what JJ, what do you think about or Tyler, what do you think about doing it?
2: Um, I mean, obviously let's let's withhold full judgment until after the weekend. No. Obviously. But hot but takes I would say for the
1: information. <laughs> but
2: a preliminary take, my first instinct is a thumbs down, but keep in mind that could also be just sour grapes of not being able to just pop over and catch a game and be able to cover it. You know, it's certainly more convenient for us as members of the media to have it more or less in our backyard um, to be able to, if we can't, if, if we can't go the whole weekend, we can at least go one day. So selfishly I, you know, missing out on that. Um, you yeah, UC Santa
0: Barbara, Cal Poly, and UC Davis are giving you the wanker sign right now. They're like, we've been traveling hours to this thing for years. I mean, look.
2: I mean, look. I understand, but we, you know, it's it's centered in Southern California. That's the travel destination of the world, and you know, our rent uh, uh, backs that up. So, I mean, that's that just is what it is. So, I think that's something that's a little bit worse but i don't know our fans going to travel will the attendance be better i think when you're talking about the rubric mike i think it's it's interesting because we'll rely on jj for the atmosphere you know and his kind of perceptions on how it feels and he's it couldn't an get expert. much
1: worse it couldn't get much worse than wednesday thursday at the honda center no doubt
2: no doubt no
1: doubt, doubt. No and just and i'm not you know all due respect it just, all It's due just it's like you go in there it's a it's a 16,000 seat arena and there's fucking 90 people there you know i mean it's just <laughs> at most
2: yeah Right, and and it'll be interesting to see how yeah how it presents on TV. But you know, I mean, I'm sure they'll try to pack the fans into the the seats that are shown. But you know, anytime they cut to the floor and you would see the the swaths of seats at Honda Center, it was tough. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that presents at the at the different arena, which is brand new. I'm sure it's going to be super uh, super nice to check out. It's, I'm jealous it's that at it's, it's gonna get that, it yeah. is new arena
0: smell. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like like you said, like those huge empty groups of seats in Honda Center. That's a, that's a professional arena. This is not a professional arena. They play semi-pro league hockey at this place. So, And let's also be
2: fair that you would think that the attendance would be kind of better this year just because it's the first time fans have been able to go to a conference tournament in a well, while.
0: Uh, well, how, how early would you plan a trip to Vegas for a conference tournament? And how much was COVID still an issue when you were thinking of like, I would, if I were going to the conference tournament, I would have made my plans in December and December. I, Vegas wasn't on the docket for, for a lot of people. You know what I to mean? Say yeah, for, the least. To say the least. <laughs> so. but for a lot
2: of fan bases, it's, a, it's not for the, the vast majority of the fan bases in the big West. It's not that. Big of a commitment to go to Vegas, you know what I mean? It's most yeah. places, it's one 45 minute or an hour-long flight, and true, you know what I mean. Like I, I, I think it's a little bit more flexible than a trip to Hawaii would. True. true, which Long which Beach
0: State took a bus would be more fun. <laughs> long Beach State took a bus to Vegas, so it is, it is close. It's that type there of close.
1: Well, right. I was, and I, um, you know, whenever we would have this kind of choose your own adventure, I was always an advocate for the Hawaii thing. Just like you know what, it's there. The attend- The attendance isn't that good, no matter. Quite frankly, no matter what you do, you know. I mean, let's be completely realistic. How many Long Beach State students, how many Cal State Fullerton students are in Vegas from Wednesday through Sunday? This, I mean, do we expect that to be thousands of people? I'm not expecting it to. It'd be great to be wrong.
0: No disrespect. No disrespect to uh, Cal Poly and UC Davis men's basketball teams who played uh, last night in the first round to get into the quarterfinals. I think they were the seven and the ten seed. Yeah, no one else cares about that game other than the Aggies and the Mustangs. Right. Nobody. So why? So why not make it a smaller tournament field and send everybody to Hawaii? I I like that idea. But here's the, the home thing: home sites are way better. I think home oh, sites are way way Hawaii. Way better. Yeah, yeah, I know, and you've made a great
1: argument for that over the years, and I I certainly see the wisdom of that. My thing on Hawaii is for TV purposes, you genuinely get a TV window for your championship game that is unique to you, which I think right. is a conference. I think that's at the top of their list. You also get the, like, we're the big West. Like, we're the furthest West. No one else is out here. There's literally 10 conference tournaments happening in Las Vegas this weekend. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's just, it's. I'm not saying it's, like, overdone or played out or whatever, because it's the first time that Long Beach State's going out there. But it is. it certainly isn't, like, big event, special, different, the way that going to the islands would make it automatically kind of a different sort of an event.
0: Right, but the no, big the big west battle on the big island, like the marketing does itself.
2: It it could certainly work, and I don't hate the idea, and that may be something that gets pursued eventually. Um, Mike, I would would point out that Alaska actually is the furthest west of the of, of the U.S. states.
1: There's, there's always, no conference tournaments being hosted in Alaska. was my point.
0: There's always something Fair west enough, of everything, you saying. guys. I'm just saying it's guys, the big, it's the guys, west it's the westernmost tournament. The world is not flat. There's always something further west. <laughs>
2: well.
1: Yeah, technically, you. I mean, you know, you keep going west far enough, you play in Madison Square Garden it's the first place. Let's keep it a sports podcast here, Jay. Hey, look, we're, 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 listen. We're we're Long Beach State students, guys. You know, I mean, it, it is. A, you know, we didn't go to we didn't go to Stanford. You know, I you know I have a real uh, relative for yourself. grasp on geography.
2: Speak for yourself. I did go to Stanford actually, uh, famously. Um, I, one question. One thing. One thing that I'm. Uh, will be bummed about is given the fact that it is far enough trip where you kind of mentioned it, there probably aren't going to be a lot of students. Is it going to be a bummer to have the team win the conference tournament, say it is Long Beach state and there aren't going to be any students rushing the court yes. or, or at least fewer? I mean, cause that's a vivid Without memory that I have in my mind of when, you know, the last time Long Beach state won the tournament and it was, you know, students rushing the court and it was pandemonium and a genuine celebration. I'm Without worried course. that we're just flat out not going to get that this
0: year. Yeah, so I don't I don't see it. I don't I don't see that happening. I don't see there being enough people. I don't see them allowing that to happen. You know what I mean? Because of everything going on in the world. Like I don't I, yeah, I just I just don't see those classic March moments uh being available in uh in a situation like this. You're right, Tyler. The first thing I think of about covering Long Beach State Men's basketball while in college is Aaron Nixon's buzzer beater in the semifinal in 20 uh, 20 so seven. Uh, me and uh, Ryan Zamalin sitting at the end in front of the UCI section, jumping over the table to do exactly what you're talking about, and then getting pelted with pom-poms. It was incredible. I want to go mm-hmm. back there. Take me there right now. It was unbelievable stuff. And You're right. Those moments so much less likely in a situation like this where you're going almost to Las Vegas to play this conference tournament. I, I think that I think that what is the best part of this is like you said, Mike, they have that championship game set on Saturday night, right? You have, you're in Vegas with all the other tournaments. The likelihood of one of the plays that happens over the next few days ending up on SportsCenter might be higher because right. you're in Vegas with all the tournaments so everybody's kind of paying attention to each other or whatever, like your Twitter feed or you know, some producer finds a clip or whatever. And that, to me, and I've, and I've talked to the brass of the Big West now since replaced, but I talked to them and they were saying, being on television is number one biggest priority figure out a way to be relevant on ESPN and play that thing on a freaking beach in Venice if that's what it takes get on ESPN that's their that was their number one goal and and they did it they did it I mean everyone's
2: on ESPN and I feel like you're gonna get those viral moments like obviously everyone saw that UT Chattanooga buzzer beater to win their conference tournament right after Furman took the took the lead you know what I mean so it they'll find you. <laughs> you
0: know yeah. I
2: mean? They will find the good highlights. I don't know that that's necessarily needs to be the driving force because it's going to be in the wash. It's I mean, championship Sunday. There's going to be a ton of major conferences playing their championship game on that day. Um, no, but they have don't the Saturday don't, night slot. they the are Saturday few
0: championship yeah. games on Saturday night. And my hope is that
1: all of the big West schools that are, you know, most of them obviously are within pretty easy driving distance of Vegas. I hope everyone's kind of like ready and willing to Friday night, the semifinals. end. there's already a plan of be at the arena at, you know, 11 AM Saturday. We're going to like, that's what I hope is that there is a way to get those kids to Vegas for a championship. Right. And then, you know, it's a bus, you can put them on the bus and send them home afterwards if kids want to stay and fly home, whatever, you know what I mean? Like whatever. But I do hope that um, JJ is right. You know, as a writer and also as a, as a alum of Long Beach state, those moments of the students, like that's what this stuff is really about. Um, so I hope that they're able to, to hang on to that in some way. Um, should we talk about the women's basketball team, Long Beach state for the record, for the record. Yes.
0: For the record. Yes. Buck up beach fans. Buck up. Wait, we drove 40 hours. We drove to Columbus, Ohio, to cover the worst NCAA loss in school history. So you can take the four hours. One trip. of the worst losses yeah. in NCAA history. And to, to, the, <laughs> to Henderson, beautiful Henderson, Nevada. You can get in the car for four hours. It's just a <laughs> long movie. Just put Deer Hunter on and you're there before it's over. Yeah, you can watch Batman and then uh, two episodes of The Simpsons or something. All right, all right, go. go. I mean, w- women, women. With the women's tournament, let's be honest, almost as wide open and available and crazy as the men could be
1: yeah and I think really um, curious to see how this game against UC Davis goes they're playing uh, pretty late tonight eight thirty. scheduled tip might be closer to nine for the women's basketball team that was not the team they were hoping this would shake out to uh, end up seeing um, in their first round game uh, they did beat Davis uh, in their uh, right at the end of the season but they also lost to them by 10 points earlier in the year and uh, they're just our matchup problems you know for that team. There's matchup advantages and problems with with pretty much all of the uh, teams that could end up playing in the Big West. I just think it's ultimately going to come down to three-point shooting for this team. If they have one of their games where they're scoring, they could win this tournament. I, I feel very confident. They're coming in, I believe, is the number three seed. I feel very good about their chance to, um, to, to win it. And if they are just, hey, it's a weird gym. You're on the road. If the shots aren't falling, they could lose to pretty much anyone in the bracket as well.
2: Yeah, it's uh, Long Beach State's an interesting team. I feel like a lot of teams in the conference would not want to see Long Beach State in this setting just because they can, you know,
0: cause defense a lot travels. of problems
2: for you. And the defense definitely travels and causes them. They can force a lot of turnovers. <laughs> and if they're shooting well, they can feel like kind of an insurmountable team. But if they're not shooting well and teams are protecting the ball, Long Beach State doesn't get to set up any press or trap defenses and you're pulling the ball off the rim and getting out in transition and getting easy looks, it can feel like, how is this team the number three seed? So it's, it is a kind of a very hot and cold team and we've seen really impressive stretches and we've seen really tough stretches for this team. Um, but, but the beach, uh, we can say it about the men's team. We can say it about the women's team, very experienced, especially in the backcourt, Justina King, McKay Berry, Maddie Udi. She might be new to long beach state, but she has played a lot of college hoop at a high level and is a multiple defensive player of the year in multiple conferences. Right. So, I mean, that sh- there's definitely some star power. Jasmine Hardy is going to be a key for her ability to score and, and shoot the three. Um, so it's it could go a number of different directions for Long Beach State. They are a little bit of a wild card. for me.
1: Well, look, uh, you just mentioned their four top scorers. Maddie Udy, Justina King, Jasmine Hardy, and Mackay Berry in that order are averaging 13.8, 11.6, 10.6, and 8 points per game. Here is the three-point shooting percentage on the season for those four players. Maddie is shooting 28%. Justina King is shooting 26%. Jasmine Hardy is shooting 34%. Makai Berry is shooting 24%. However, having covered this team the last couple of years, Tyler and I can tell you any one of those four players could make three or four three-pointers in a row in the second half of a game. So that Mm -hmm. is what makes it so – if they all come out, if they shoot 24% as a team – Tough game against anyone in the Big West. They come out and shoot 38%, 40% as a team. I don't see anyone that I don't feel that they could beat. So it, I really think it's going to come down to that. You know that the defense is going to be there. You know that the effort is going to be consistent. As Tyler said, the effectiveness of the defense is influenced by whether those shots are falling uh, as well. But you just know that that effort and the intensity is going to be there. So it's just going to come down to shot making, I think. That's my, that's my read on them. And fingers crossed against Davis, but Davis does defend the perimeter pretty well.
2: Yeah, and then like you said, Mike, that has historically been a very bad matchup for Long Beach State, but what a huge win the last weekend of the season that was more or less meaningless as far as, right. you know, was shaking out seating, but they weren't really in it for the conference title um, to, to get that win in Davis, get that monkey off their back and prove to themselves like, hey, this team's had our number, but if we show up and we play well. Uh, you know, we can do, we, we can do our thing and we can get the win. I, I think another key player for the beach, ironically, is key. Kiana uh, Hamilton Fisher, another nice. player that can get hot from the outside, very versatile defender. Um, and, and the beach kind of, I think needs some of these other weapons to step up. We've seen uh, some recent really helpful games from uh, Patricia Chung. Um, Savannah Tucker had a 20 point game um, against UC Riverside. I believe that, you know, kind of, came out of nowhere where if she can be a volume scorer at times, that could really take the pressure off some of the other scorers. But I think Hawaii coming in, winning 10 of their last 11, they're the top team, uh, the number one seed, and they won in Long Beach, really a gut punch uh, game for Long Beach State. They were winning pretty big at halftime, and Hawaii just kind of really flip the script and manhandle them in the second half. And that's what led to the uh, Rainbow Wahine winning the conference title. So they're kind of a favorite. Riverside's won seven in a row to kind of storm up the standings. So yeah, it's, uh, a, it's not going to be
0: easy. Conference of runs this year. Defensive mm-hmm. stops, you know, big 12-0, 14-0 runs. That, that, that's been the deciding factor. Uh, let's take a little bit of a wider view here. We mentioned Maddie Udy. You mentioned the fact that she's a transfer. She comes into Long Beach State. She ups the level of everyone in the program. Just ask Coach Jeff Kamen. That's all he talks about when you talk about her is how much he changed the day-to-day within the program, just that amount of professionalism uh, that she brought. The, and intensity, then she in, the intensity
1: in every yeah. practice, right? And
0: Tyler mentioned it. She wins on all the uh, defensive teams. She's first team all-leaguer. She she's doing her thing, right? Is that the future? For Jeff Kamen's Long Beach State Women's Basketball Program. Jeff Kamen, who just recently signed a contract extension, is now setting himself into what he wants his program to look like. Is that a recipe in this, you know, an ingredient in this recipe? You're We're saying being, that you're saying that recruiting through the transfer portal? Yeah. And and listen, all due respect to Dan Munson. That was that's the undoing of the program after those 2012, 2013 magical seasons. There were a bunch of cancers. He was ahead he of his time. Out of trans, He was ahead of yeah, his time. he was. Yes. He, re- he really was. He, and, they, and these guys, multiple of them got kicked off the team midseason. I'm not going to throw out any names because I don't feel that's necessary. But if right. you follow this program, you know what I'm talking about. And these guys bounced out the program, and they left the team worse than they were before. Why do you think Long Beach State's in the tournament as a number one seed right now? Because they got good guys. they just got a bunch of good guys who play for each other. So is that a possibility for the women's basketball team? to kind of take a step forward and be a top two, top three Big West team by getting girls like Maddie Udi out of the transfer portal. I just don't think that,
1: you know, I think it's always like, it's specific to the recruits in this situation. If you can find 10 Maddie Udi's in the transfer portal, then you should be a transfer portal. <laughs> team, right? Fair and enough. they'd
2: probably win the Big West. <laughs> if, if you're, right. And if, if you can find Matty 10, 10 yeah. Justina Kings out of high
0: school, then you should sign 10 Justina Kings <laughs> right. out of high school. But, but, it's a roll, just, but it's a roll of the dice because you have to save that scholarship. Those Matty those, those Utes aren't sitting in the portal for a long time. You have to have something available. I, I think there's – there's um, not to cast aspersions on the transfer
1: portal. I think it, it's, it's very valuable and it absolutely has a place. I think if you look at the players that are committing to Tyler Hildebrand's uh, women's volleyball team out of the transfer portal, you're going to see an immediate talent boost um, to that women's volleyball program next season into Big West contention and possibly wins in the NCAA tournament. They just – there's no other way to do it
0: in one year than, than the transfer portal easier to do that when you were one of the coaches in the national championship game months before you're making, you know, I don't know. know I mean, mean,
1: yeah, yes. And no, I I think you're still recruiting against power fives. And in some cases, pulling kids out of those conferences. So I, I don't think that that's easy, but I, but I do think Ultimately, to me, and we cover high school kids. So we see what the impact has been on football and basketball players that less high school kids are signing. And I I hate it personally. You know, I think that this stuff should be about helping young people more than it's about whether you're second place versus fourth place in a mid in a mid major football or basketball tournament. Um, But I think the grinders And the people who are there for the long term are still going to be heavy on high school kids. And that is very much the perception of Jeff Kamen that I have. I know that um, it's a safer bet to take kids out of the portal and they've proven to be very good with the kids they've gotten out of the portal. But I think that um, finding kids in high school, nurturing them and developing them and then having them for four or five years, that is where, that is what that program has been successful off of. And I think Jeff is smart enough to know that if you kind of chase the dragon too much on the transfer portal, you can end up without enough culture um, and commitment. And he's such a defensive-minded guy. I've had some conversations with him about that. They've had players who were good scorers, but who just weren't committed enough defensively to stay with the team. It's. I think it's in some ways – easier to build that mentality into an 18 year old than it is into a 22 year old who's been a college player for three or four years
2: yeah I think that's a great point Mike and I think you look at you know there because there's definitely been some some division one transfers that have come in during uh Cameron's tenure um and and Maddie's been by far the most successful there's still a couple others you know that are that are on the roster that have dealt with injuries and stuff like that that haven't been able to necessarily get their full potential but that is sometimes part of it. You know, a lot of times you are taking a, a player that's got some injury history that maybe lost them minutes at their previous school. Um, but when certainly, yeah, when you can get a player like Matty Udi, who I think just fit the culture so well of being, you know, so knowledgeable on defense, having that high basketball IQ um, and, and really meshing with what they want to do. But I, I will say, JJ, to your original question, this contract extension gives uh, Coach Kamen a little bit more of that leeway knowing that there's some big pieces leaving this team that, you know, in the senior class. And so when he's looking to rebuild, he doesn't feel that pressure necessarily to say, I've got to gamble on a transfer that I'm not sure on because I need to try to keep this at a certain level. So I don't lose my job. He's got that job security to know, Hey, even if we do need to, you know, go and recruit high school kids to prepare to kind of build them within this program, and you know mold their basketball careers in our culture and our scheme he has the flexibility to do that not thinking that someone's looking over his shoulder so I think that's the message of you know we like the what you've put in place and the way that you're going about building the program speaking from um, athletic director Andy Fee's perspective and kind of keep doing what you're doing so I think they'll continue to have that mix I'm more of a build through the the high school level kind of person you know you get players a little bit before they maybe build some habits or have other expectations or compare you to a different college experience. Um, But I think when you can pick off the right fits the way was like a great fit and also just a really talented player, I I think that you have to be open to those. And you're going to miss sometimes things won't work out, but I, I think it's just
0: like most things in life. It's a balance. So we have to mention it because it's one of the things that a lot of Long Beach State basketball fans have been talking about either to us or through our social media uh, channels. Obviously, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok now. Dan Munson has gone through quite a roller coaster over the last few years. He is the winningest coach in Long Beach State men's basketball history, It's because he's also been around Long Beach State men's basketball for longer than a lot of the other coaches you might recognize, AKA Seth Greenberg or Jerry Tarkanian. So. He, he, it's not news, right? I'm not breaking news here. Dan Munson changed the, his contract in order to stay on as head coach at Long yes, Beach State right. very recently, okay? Very recently. And I think a lot of people were just like, okay, so this is just the, you know, running out the base. This is the hard 90 at the end of a long at-bat where, uh, where you know, he's going to h- pass it off to, you know, a guy, a guy like you, you mentioned, an assistant coach like Alan Cabanis or somebody who's looking for their first opportunity at a school where you should be at the top of the Big West every year as a basketball program. And I think Dan Munson would say the exact same thing. But now you're in a situation where he's done what you have to do. You have to get to the top. You got to win championships. And then you got to go to the tournament. Does a Friday night loss to UC Irvine, a semifinal loss, take Dan Munson's stock with Long Beach State men's basketball fans back to zero because – didn't get to the tournament therefore it doesn't matter i can't tell you how many people texted me on saturday when it was like doesn't mean a thing if you don't win the tournament it's like yeah right. i know <laughs> i think dan Munson knows as well but you know so, what like, yeah I can, can, I, can I can i can
1: I press pause can yeah. i okay. let me get, allow me the opportunity
0: allow get me Berunders. the
1: opportunity to, to to be the the to push in the other direction i disagree with that and i definitely have heard and i kind of share the frustrations of a lot of long beach state basketball fans with the last decade But, you know, it does not mean nothing to win a championship. And I think especially in college basketball, how many teams realistically have a a right to expect to win the national championship this year? It's never more. It's never more than 10. Right. There's 300 something programs, whatever it is. You know, having a winning record means something. Finishing in the top half of your conference means something. Winning the regular season means something. Is it more exciting to get to the tournament than it is to win a regular season championship? Yes. I don't think anyone would question that you'd rather go to the tournament than win it. But, you know, JJ. It's also very lucrative. It's also very lucrative. (laughs) It means a lot. (laughs) It's lucrative for media organizations who cover the team as well. Uh, So, you know, but, but, but I do, some of this stuff drives me nuts. And I think, um, I think it happens more in, in, I think honestly, it happens more in college sports than in high school or pro sports, where there's this, like, I've heard a, a number of people saying this year about college football, like, oh, it's just Alabama or whoever. It's like, it's a big deal. We know kids who've won their conference, you know, even in like a mid-major, or a, you know, a non-Division One school. Like this stuff means something. If it, and if you don't believe it means anything, then why do you care in the first place? Right. Like the only year that could be a good year for the Long Beach State men's basketball team is that they go to the tournament and probably lose in the first round. You know what I mean? Like that's the only barometer for success. It's not like you're expecting that this team's going to go to the final four or something. So like, why not appreciate the things that you have And J.J., you made this point about Dan Munson. It was like they were so successful his first years there that I think there are absolutely some Long Beach State basketball fans our age who got kind of too big for
0: their britches. Without question. (laughs) As, As I always used to say, compared to what? It's been it's been quite right. some no time
1: one. since you could expect the Long Beach State basketball team to be in the NCAA tournament every year. It's been quite some time. You look and at the, the women's side;
2: it's been quite some time since that was a yearly occurrence. You know, <laughs> well, and it's it's the 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 criticisms have been fair, but at the same time, I think you guys are right that the expectations are not, <laughs> have now been so kind of skewed. And you know, let's let's play it out a little bit. So, say you know, if Long Beach State hypothetically doesn't win. The conference tournament and people are going to say that's meaningless well it wasn't meaningless to the players that got to celebrate that and have that special moment with the students and the fans over these last few weeks of the seasons it wasn't insignificant or meaningless to the students that got to you know rush on the floor a little bit and mob with you know, classmates at their school. It, look, it didn't look, like, didn't look
1: meaningless in the
2: pyramid. Yeah. But you know I mean, not, I'm not just talking about, right, I'm not just talking about the team.
1: I mean, it didn't look meaningless to, as you said, the student section, the boosters. It looked like a meaningful day to me.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I would, th- I would think it would be motivating to the players to know that like, Hey, we were the best team and we got close, but we need to work a little bit harder. I would think the, any potential recruits seeing Long Beach State, um, having a home atmosphere and winning the conference is helpful. I would say, what if Long Beach State wins the game in the NIT? Was, well, was well, the season forward. meaningless? Was the season meaningless at that point? What if they won a couple games? Fast, fast you know what I mean?
0: they, they're going to have to go through a massive rebuild after this season. Massive. So do you want Dan Munson to be in charge of that rebuild or not? That is the question that I think Long Beach yeah. State and basketball fans are asking themselves before we get into this tournament where... Literally, the guy's got 400 plus wins, but these three wins this weekend, oh boy, they mean everything. Like, he yeah, doesn't compute in my head either. No, I think he's coaching the deal out.
1: I mean, I just, you know, I i don't think there's any question about that to me at this point. You win the regular season tournament. He's an all-time wins leader. Um, I've certainly, you know, ex- expressed disagreements with some of the recruiting philosophies and stuff over the years, but... Um, I think it would be disrespectful and just kind of shocking, honestly, to to make that move at this point in time. I completely um, I, agree. I wouldn't have disagreed with the move at various junctures over the over the last few years. You know, and that's, again, not nothing against anyone personally, just uh, yeah. ev- just evaluating it. I think um, when he restructured his deal to stay and I, I think that was a great move for his family. Um, I love his family. So I was very happy that he he made that move. Great PR um, move as well. For sure. But, you know, but I was surprised, you know, I mean, we'd heard quite overwhelmingly from inside the university that uh, that was not what was probably going to happen. Um, so I, 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 think at this point, there's no doubt you were, he deserves to coach uh, to coach the deal out. And, you know, and then I think you start looking at guys like uh Cav and guys like Q and, and you start seeing if you're Andy fee, what you have, I will say that, uh, I think we've already reported, you know, Andy Fee was pretty um, direct in talking about Alan Cabness and and looking to get a guy like that onto the coaching staff. That's pretty unusual for an athletic director um, to do. But he felt like that team needed a little more accountability and a little bit more on the defensive side. And I think that that move is certainly, you know, paid off. I think it's been a good move. So th- those, that's what to me has been so much fun to watch about this team is the commitment and the defensive uh, approach. So I think this makes sense to me that, you know, Dan, you bridge it to next year. I hope for his sake that um, he gets a year that's more like this one, you know, that that's a good year to write out on next year. Um, but uh, you know, we'll, We'll, we'll 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 see how it all plays out and i think that if they have some success next year it gives you a chance like i said to kind of look at the the quality coaches you've got in your program and and to uh, to evaluate and make a decision about the future
0: uh you said uh more accountability i also want to hammer 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 home more local more local stay local build a fence this place is pretty good at sports I was just,
1: uh, you know, and I'm just going to throw that I was just on Twitter with, uh, you know, Kyron Cartwright and, and Malik Marchetti and KJ, you know, all talking about um, what I just say they were talking about what could have been, you know, during a time that ended up being a pretty frustrating time to cover or watch Long Beach State basketball. Um, and, you know, that is what it is. That's that's the past. Very excited for this team this year and, uh, and very excited for JJ making the trip out there, buddy. Travel safe. Uh, you know, get some wins and you know, maybe you're maybe you're driving on from Vegas to
0: somewhere else uh for next week. (laughs) I love being a man in a suitcase. I absolutely absolutely love it. Let's go. Uh you can obviously follow along with all of the coverage of those tournaments at the562.org. And as I said earlier, through our social media channels. We're posting the live updates via our Twitter. So if you have a Twitter account, you can just follow us there. If you don't, you can just go to the website. We will have the Twitter feed on the site, so you can just sit there on the page and uh, and interact with us at the tournament, and then also just get your updates if you're not able to. I don't know. Stop your Thursday for a twelve thirty quarterfinal game. It, I'm, it I'm might not in. be the best time for a basketball game. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> well, but they need the rest.
1: I'll take the twelve thirty time to give them as much rest as possible
2: before. That's Friday. not on accident. <laughs> that,
0: that's uh, that's a seating thing, dude. They they did that on purpose no, for no. sure.
2: And let's, let's discuss, like, I definitely want to hear from fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're, you know, we're definitely the best place to kind of have these conversations, whether it's about the dirtbags, whether it's about Long Beach State, men's basketball, women's basketball, volleyball, whatever, you know, uh, <laughs> comment on our stuff, you know, get in the conversation. I love to hear the feedback from fans and what they're thinking. Do they like being in Henderson? Do they like the arena? Is it a better experience? Cause we're not the experts and we have our own biases of, you know, wanting things easier for us to cover it. But yeah, like I'm, bummed I'm bummed out out.
1: we're not having lunch together on Thursday before that Long Beach State game. You know, I mean, that's a personal. Right,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, but maybe if it's better for the fans, let us know. Tell us we're wrong. We can't
0: be everywhere. We will be in the front row in Henderson, Las Vegas, Nevada, though. Don't you worry about it. We're going to be there. You <laughs> Thank you so much
2: thing, for the baby. Long
0: Beach Post for this partnership that includes this show and the education coverage we do there. Thank you everyone at the562.org for making stuff like this possible. And thank you, Long Beach. We are into the March Madness, and we are ready for it. We hope you are too. We'll see you in the stands very soon, everybody. Take care.